I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me today is Falk Riker, Global Vice President and IBU Head for Banking at SAP. We're going to start off talking about a recent partnership that's been announced between SAP and Santander Corporate and Investment Banking. So what is this partnership? What are you expecting to achieve? So the objective is really to strengthen our joint offering for corporate customers. When you look at the situation today, uh, the connectivity between banks and corporates is not very seamless. To onboard corporate customers is uh, a cumbersome task and can take uh, months. So what we are trying with the multi-bank connectivity is to streamline that process and to provide payment information in a seamless way uh, so that uh, the bank can offer additional service based on that information, execute the payment, uh, full tracking of the payment and monitoring at any point in time so that there is a completely different customer experience to what the customers uh, are experienced today. But I would like to point out that's just the beginning of what we have in mind. Ultimately, we want to rethink the entire customer experience for corporate customers and how they can consume banking services from Santander. Let's look at this in a broader scope now. This is just one partnership. We're talking about changing the way the corporate banking relationship works. What are the trends you're seeing in how corporate banking is changing? Because retail banking has already changed. And there have been significant implementations of technological solutions, which just do not currently exist in the corporate banking arena. So which way are we going? What are the key trends? You're completely right. Uh, Over over the past decade, we have seen tons of innovation on the retail banking side, but uh, not so much on the corporate banking side. But that is changing now, Robin. One thing where it becomes very obvious is that banks are now making their mind up how they can reach customers, not via their own channels, but via new channels like marketplaces, business networks, so that they have to be present in non-proprietary communities where they offer their banking services, ideally at the point of sale or at the point of decision. And that's the key going forward. You know, in the past, there was a lot of investment in the own mobile app and the online portal. In the future, we will need to see and we will see more investments from the banks being present in these business communities and business networks, like, for example, the SAP business network. Banks keep saying they are working to become more customer centric. Shouldn't they have been customer centric all along? That's always the definition of what you understand around (laughs) customer centric. I personally prefer the term customer experience more because at the end of the day, when I look at the digital economy, and that's, by the way, no different between retail banking as well as private banking and corporate banking. If you don't provide a superior first-class customer experience, you will not be able to succeed in the future. The digital economy is very much around customer experience. And this is where the banks have to invest now. And you see a lot of investments going in there. This is where, you know, now the new topics like embedded finance come up. So make it very simple for corporates, for example, to consume these services around payments, around cash management, around trade finance, 
so that the corporate customer can, at a push of a button, without switching and logging on to several portals and calling several banks to compare prices, but really in a very convenient way, push a button, check balance, enough balance, execute payment. And this is the kind of customer experience we will see more and more. The corporate treasurer will have the respective financial services. And by the way, I'm not just speaking about banking. That could also be insurance services yeah, at the end as part of his daily work. The same with other roles in the organization, like a chief procurement officer or someone who is in charge of travel and expense. Yeah. They expect that they get these possibilities, the services from the banks around payments, financing, investments as well. So if there is money left that you want to invest, cash management, working capital management as an example, that they can consume and execute these topics in a seamless, embedded way without switching environments. Well, there are things that are going on in the world that also need to be taken account of. I'm thinking of the supply chain disruptions that we have seen, partly because of the pandemic and partly because of the situation in Ukraine. Also, climate change, decarbonisation of industrial activities, ESG requirements, all these create an environment where the financial institution has to be much more supportive of the corporate and the pressures on the corporate than in a way they, they haven't always been before. Bingo, bingo. This is where SAP and the partnership with Santander and other banks come in. There are two sides of the story here, to optimize the supply chain and to help corporates with sustainability. On the one side, you need to understand the end-to-end -end business process. And by the way, that's not only from company A, that's from company B, from company C, from company D. Everyone in that supply chain is part of the business process. SAP has more than 440,000 customers in 25 industries. We are one of the very few providers in the world that serve the entire supply chain. And therefore, we have knowledge around this uh, uh, entire supply chain. And you can look at automotive, you can look at agriculture, you can take a look at health. You know, around all these topics, we have customers that are in a prime position, in a very strong market position, and therefore we can make a huge impact helping them to optimize their processes and to help them with the disruption of the supply chain. But we can't do it alone. So there is the banking part. So beside SAP, because we have a lot of information from these customers in our ERP system, there's the bank. The bank has a lot of information about these corporate customers as well. Now imagine if a bank and SAP comes together uses all this information, what we can do in terms of analyze business processes, help them to optimize their ESG rating, help them to, to optimize in all sorts of sustainability questions. And, and these are not typical banking services as we have been known from the past, but this is the kind of new generation banking services we will see going forward because banks have to extend their offering beyond the payment, beyond giving a loan, in the world of how you described it with the supply chain disruptions, as well as the topics around climate change and sustainability, you know, banks have to evolve as well and to provide a larger variety of services. Analytics are key, connectivity is key, bringing technology and the intelligence from the bank together 
that makes at the end the recipe for coming up with new exciting products for corporates. And that's exactly the spirit of the partnership with, with Santander. You know, we, we sat together and said, imagine if you and we bring our assets together, what we can do to exactly address these topics like supply chain disruption and ESG. There is one step that has to happen first, and I'm going to bring you back to it, if I may. Yeah. And that's the management of data. You talk about the amount of data you have, the amount of data of a bank has. We won't specify yeah. a name. A lot of banks have a lot of data, but they don't necessarily know they've got it. It's sitting in silos that don't talk to each other. The first job is to get that data in a usable form to get the bank to understand what it knows and equally as importantly, what it doesn't know about its customers. You know, I will not dispute that there are limitations in terms of what kind of data you can access. However, I will say so. Never before we had more data available on corporates than we have today. So this information is available in public spaces, this information available in the bank environment, this is available in our systems, and don't forget about open banking. So we will see more and more the availability of providing additional service on top of APIs, because at the end of the day, the data belongs to the customer. And if the, the customers want that these data is to be shared to get a better service, they can do so going forward. There is one term that I've seen used that I'd like you to clarify for me and for the listeners. Invisible banking solutions. What what are invisible banking solutions? The more known term, uh, I would say, is embedded finance. Okay. So, uh, so um, it, it's more or less as banking services will become integral part of the value chain for the corporate. They are today already, but there's friction. Every time you need to do a payment, every time you need to uh, apply for a loan, you leave your process. You have to log on a different uh, portal. You have to speak with different people. You know, it's a totally different process that disrupts the flow of the, the business process. And that can be, better, uh, can be done more quickly, much more embedded. And the more it's embedded, the less visible it is. Invisible sometimes comes across as negative for financial service. I mean it in the most positive meaning you can assume. I mean that you, know, you seamlessly and with ease can consume banking services. That's, for me, invisible banking. Yeah. Okay, I'll add one word, and you can agree with this, I think. Not just seamless, yep. not just easy, but painless. Yes. Let's move on from that then. Transaction banking. How is transaction banking being changed or likely to change because of the things you've been talking about in terms of the use of data, the change in the customer experience? Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I think we will see a lot of new exciting products going forward yeah, beyond the traditional global transaction uh, banking products. And we will see a lot more innovation going on in the global transaction banking space. You know, when you look at the past, global transaction banking was not really sexy business. It was profitable <laughs> business, profitable business, and it was running very much in the background. With adding more analytics, with adding more advisory services from the bank, we can make this much more interactive and bringing to the point of decision for the corporates. So it will be a much more 
interactive way to collaborate and interact with the customer than the past, where it was very much a one-way street. Final thoughts then. You've talked about customer experience, but the one thing that's also going to happen alongside an improved customer experience is improved operational efficiency for the bank. It's going to be faster, more seamless for the bank to manage as well. And presumably, it's going to be cheaper and more efficient too. Ideally. And uh, if you if you want to compete successfully going forward, you definitely have to have uh, a good operational efficiency. There's no doubt about it, because besides the traditional competitors in that space, I expect that we see more and more fintechs coming up offering utilities. And they will offer that probably at a lower price than some of the established players. You have to keep an eye on operational efficiency. That means what was good enough in the past might not be good enough going forward. You need to take a look at some of your backend system as well. Are they open enough to keep up with the speed of innovation that will take place in that space over the next couple of years? Are they open enough to provide the data that are needed for analytics and the respective analytical services? That's key for me. Volk Riker, Global Vice President and IBU Head for Banking at SAP, thank you very much.